Well, hello and welcome to Your Life, Your Way, Aging Today with Holden South Center. Your Life, Your Way is a radio show that airs Sunday mornings at 1030 right here on AM 880 KIXI. The podcast version is heard on most all major platforms. So if you or someone in your circle of family or friends is planning for a modern, secure, and lifestyle-driven retirement, please pass along the information about this program and the podcast. In studio, we have your host, Shane Fowler, Executive Director of Holden South Center. We'll be chatting today with Joshua Magianis. We're going to be talking about therapy. He is a therapist, and together we're going to talk about the unique challenges that are facing seniors and their families. That and more coming up right after this. Visit Holden South Center today, an all-inclusive premier assisted living and memory care community. Located at 112 Andover East and South Center, just blocks away from the mall. Come see our spacious studios along with our one and two bedrooms. Enjoy luxury resort-style living. Amenities include a theater, club room, full-service salon, rooftop courtyard with views of Mount Rainier, 24-hour on-care staff, and a five-star dining experience. Visit HoldenSouthCenter.com. Your life, your way, our commitment. And as promised, welcome back to Your Life, Your Way. Shane, great to see you in the studio. Always nice to see you. How have you been? Been really well. I'm enjoying the summer. We're winding things down, of course, but yeah. uh, it was a good one, huh? It, it was. Always too fast, but uh, I'll soak in the fall coming up here. Yeah. You know, this is one of those nice areas that has the seasons, yep. and it's interesting how kind of your mood changes and... Yeah, and you get excited. I'm getting a little excited for that cool, cool weather. You know, and fireplace warming up. Yeah, I am too. I think I've transitioned now. Yeah. Well, we've had some great guests over the last mm-hmm. many weeks, and today's no exception. We have Joshua in, in studio with us. It's awesome. Yes, Joshua, welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me today. It's yes. good to be here. Good. So Joshua's a therapist, and we thought we'd take a moment to pick your, pick your ba- brain a little bit about. Uh, you know, your day-to-day lives of, of folks and uh, our listeners, the adult child, um, the older adults. First, we like to get to know you a little bit. Tell us about your background. Where were you born? Oh, wow. Thanks, Shane. Um, so I come to Seattle by way of Arizona. Uh, okay. I grew up in southern Arizona, so I enjoy the heat, the 100 degree plus, so you all can have the fall. <laughs> okay. The pumpkin spice lattes is not in my <laughs> wheelhouse at all. But yeah, so I went to Pima College. I walked on. I was a baseball player Mm. uh, there in Tucson, Arizona, and then transferred to Northern Arizona University and then eventually found my way up here in the Pacific Northwest Um, and decided to go back to grad school and get some more higher education because I was bored and needed another degree. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I got into the world of counseling. That's kind of been my healing place and my calling and finally paid attention after years and years and, and went to it. So, so, okay. So you're a therapist and did you always know, you know, you wanted to be, or did you just, you like to talk? You like to listen? <laughs> what, how did you get into that role? Yeah. You know, what's interesting is, um, uh, you know, being, a t- being on teams for m- my whole entire life, actually. Mm-hmm. And my parents played uh, baseball, softball, etc. I mean, I think just kind of having that, um, that understanding of self and being able to hear people, not just listen, right, mm-hmm. but hear what they're saying with their mind, heart, and soul. Um, and then finally, when I moved here to Seattle and was working at Highland College, I remember a student coming into my office one day, and and the student was talking about how they were ready to transition. 
and they were nervous to go home um, and talk to their Latino parents mm. about what that might mean to come out and not just come out as a queer individual, but also come out as as a trans uh, individual. And um, and I remember that student leaving my office that day and I shut the door and got emotional. I started mm-hmm. crying because I was like, this is an individual who I should be able to help kind of bridge and, and kind of get to that next level. And literally that week talked to a colleague of mine who is a counselor, a psychologist, and she said, Joshua, this has been your calling forever. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy you listened. Applied to Seattle University, got in, and that's what brings me here to you yeah. all today. I think therapists are special individuals. I mean, it is a calling. I don't think that, uh, I think it has to be something that um, just comes up and get, yes, that's my my spot. So, of course, we are now post-pandemic. It sometimes doesn't feel that way, but we are not in the actual global pandemic. But um, in my world of senior living, definitely an impact. I mean, it impacted all sorts of folks, pretty much every age, right? And I'm sure that you dealt with that. But anxiety and depression has been huge. You know, we've isolated. We're still working out of that. What do you see now um, in 2023 after being in a a pandemic that shocked us all? What are people dealing with? What is most common? Wow. Um, That's a that's like the big million dollar question, right? Because Mm -hmm. it, it is so layered. Um, and on a personal note, I think I, I navigated that as well with my mom. My mom is mm-hmm. in her 70s okay. and um, had to have shoulder surgery right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so was rehabbing. And firsthand, I was able to see actually how anxiety, depression, and isolation really affects an individual. And, and some of the... Um, uh, just the products that that come from that. And when it hits home, right, it hits you differently. So as a therapist, as a professional, I'm able to work with individuals who I, I know in a client-therapist relationship role. But when it's your family, you see things differently and you see it through a different lens. And um, it really tipped me off to think about like, wow, who are the individuals and where are the uh, communities that we're not reaching? Who... Mm-hmm. Like, what are they navigating? And, you know, when I teach as well, I teach at Seattle University and Highland College, and two of the areas I talk about often are two of the most oppressed groups are youth, right? Mm Because they are, everything is chosen and done and said and uh, for them, and our aging adults, our our community, um, probably 66 plus, right, or Mm -hmm. 55 plus, and... um, because we don't see them, we don't acknowledge them, and we just see them as old. Mm-hmm. And um, and so for me and the clients that I was seeing in those age groups, right, a lot of the things that we're bringing in is like, how am I going to be? How am I going to be social again? Like, how how am I going to deal with having to be inside when sometimes my socializing is my daily walks with my friends. Right. Or seeing my family and, and skipping holidays. Holidays was a big time for depression and anxiety uh, because that's when folks come together. And in the Pacific Northwest, as it gets dark, right, that's what we want to do. We want to lean on others. Um, and individuals who don't have family um, really felt lonely. And the loneliness, um, also coupled with isolation, really made it difficult for individuals to just navigate our landscape and across the country. 
Well, yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. Um, and then also uh, the pandemic brought a lot of crime and a lot of things that are scary out, out in the world. And I imagine that also um, impacts uh, one. Uh, can you tell us, I, we, we acknowledge that those are the things that we're feeling. How can we get out of that? How, what are some of the things that you work with your, your clients on? Yeah, um, I think, you know, first acknowledging that it's real, mm. right? One of the things we want to do is uh, kind of just push it away. I mean, I, I grew up in a small town, and I remember my dad saying something like, you know, why would you want to go see one of those quacks? Because mm-hmm. how, are, how are they going to help you, right? right? Like, if you need help, help yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Latino machismo, dude, whatever, <laughs> right, man, is still. But, like, I love the man because he kind of, he, he pushed me to kind of think about other ways to navigate life and what I could do, right? Um, and so I've used some of those techniques and tools even now, right? Like, get, just getting up and moving, um, uh, acknowledging that, like, I am afraid and I am mm-hmm. scary. So even, or scared, even though he did say, right, like, don't talk to those twacks, he, he he talked to me about, like, you know, if you're feeling awful, if you're feeling sad, feel sad, you know? And there's nothing wrong with crying. That's, mm-hmm. that's like, healing power right there, right? Mm-hmm. And so as clients come in, really talking to them about, like, what are the emotional um, ways of uh, your health? Like, how is, how is your health being affected emotionally? Which I think people kind of get mixed up with mental health, right? Mental right. health is the cognitive thinking and then the emotional health is like, how do we feel about what it is that we're actually thinking? And so you brought up, I think, some of like the civil unrest. Um, I think uh, some of the crime and, and fear that folks felt. And so like acknowledging, acknowledging what like folks are feeling and, and sitting in that space. And as a therapist, what's dope is I get to sit with them and it's the most like honorable place for me. Like mm-hmm. it's sacred. It's cool. And, and I feel so honored that they're willing to share um, feelings of frustration, feelings of disgust, um, loneliness, et cetera. And then we kind of pull into the thoughts and the behavior surrounded. I can hear in your voice as you speak uh, just the, the reverence that you have for what you do. Uh, it, it sounds like it's, it's something that goes deeper and beyond a paycheck, of course. This is your life. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was keyed in on when you were saying talking with youth and talking with, say, seniors, people uh, 55 plus, that's quite a gap. Yeah. How do you how do you do that? How do you um, is there a common threads between that, those age groups or do you have to adjust the way that you're thinking as you're talking to them based on, say, their age group? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what day is it today? Um, <laughs> I, you know, I think it's yeah. I mean, you have to style flex. Um, you know, I think growing up gay, Latino um, intersected, right? Like as a, as an identity, um, I had to learn real quickly how to style flex. Um, some people might call it code switching, et cetera. And so I've had to be quick and hustle on how to navigate different spaces in a quick uh, time. And so I could see somebody who is eight years old and then my next client might be 50. Right. And so being able to make that adjustment and, and also at the, at the end of the day, right. When we're dealing with human beings, individuals, you're dealing with the energy that's in the room in the moment. Mm. And so being able to sit with that, which is super fun and exciting, um, is, is what I really tap into. And so being empathic and, and being able to navigate that way is kind of how I bridge the gap. And that's become a skill. Yeah. Oh, you most definitely. Definitely yeah. seems like you're able to meet them where they're at, which is very important. Yeah. Shane, we're up against a break. Let's go ahead and do that. Come back. We have lots more to talk about. Joshua, this has been fascinating. 
I always learn something. Today's thing already, style flex. Never yeah. heard that phrase. I'm going to use it. I'm going to start working it into conversations. <laughs> That's style what the kids flex. are calling it. That's what the kids are saying these days. Folks, you're listening to Your Life, Your Way right here on Kixie AM 880. airs each and every uh, Sunday at 1030 a.m. It's brought to you by Holden South Center. Aging today with Holden South Center. If you want to learn more about Holden, simply dial 206-420-3967. That's the number to Holden South Center, 206-420-3967. They have a wonderful website. Check that out at HoldenSouthCenter.com. That's HoldenSouthCenter.com. We'll be back. More of the conversation right after this. Visit Holden South Center today, an all-inclusive premier assisted living and memory care community. Located at 112 Andover East and South Center, just blocks away from the mall. Come see our spacious studios along with our one and two bedrooms. Enjoy luxury resort-style living. Amenities include a theater, club room, full-service salon, rooftop courtyard with views of Mount Rainier, 24-hour on-care staff, and a five-star dining experience. Visit HoldenSouthCenter.com. Your life, your way, our commitment. And welcome back to Your Life, Your Way, Aging Today with Olden South Center. This program airs each and every Sunday morning at 1030 on AM 880 KIXI. And the podcast version is always available, so check out your major platforms that you'd like to go to. And do us a favor, uh, the word of mouth is really spread for this program. We so appreciate that. If you hear something and you're thinking, you know what, so-and-so really needs to hear this message, just forward the information for the podcast. Um, really appreciate your audience, and thank you so much. Let's get back to the conversation with your host, Shane Fowler. We have Joshua in, and Joshua is a therapist, and we're talking about uh, all the special things that he does for his clientele, and I think you're going to be able to glean some things that you can use in your own life. Just listen carefully. Shane, back yes, to you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Eric. Joshua, back to you. You know, In my day-to-day life, I, I work with adult children navigating this path of, and a lot of times this unexpected and kind of thrown at them path of they now are the power of attorney of their, uh, their mom or dad. Uh, they, and most of the time, unfortunately, I want to get, I want to be the person to get us to a different angle where it's like proactive and we're planning and we're, we're it's not there yet. And so most of the times it's still emergency. So broken hip and now they can't go back home. Um, they have had a stroke or, or something, a cognitive impairment. So they're really dealing with a lot. So the adult child comes to me and says, Shane, I really need to figure out what to, what to do, and I don't know how to do it. I imagine their mind is just all over the place because then I hit them with all sorts of stuff. Like <laughs> uh, you need a move-in orders, right? You, you need to um, have a primary care physician, and they're like, what's a primary care physician? I'm like the doctor that you should be going to all the time, right? Yeah, right. Um, but it's not there. And then um, a lot of times the powers of attorney is not actually um, put into place. And so that's confusing. So then they, don't, they can't be involved with the bank, which um, they need. And also um, talking to the medical team. So it's all over the place. And then Plus, they are still living their day-to-day life, right? They have kids. <laughs> they have jobs. And so they're experiencing things that I think is just overwhelming. And so I want to be able to give our listeners um, some insight on, uh, on things that it's okay to, to, to feel, like you said, like to cry. And w- what are the things that are normal? I want to go over that. What are the things that are abnormal? 
that should be red flags. Um, I imagine there are some things that there's 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 just like aging. There's normal aging, and then there's abnormal aging. And so I'm I'm, I'm sure you're going to be able to tell us about that. So can you talk a little bit about some of the norms, some of the abnormals, and then what to do? <laughs> <laughs> what you shared is not uncommon, hmm. you know. And I think we have to really reverse a little bit and dial it back because um, it really is centered around like the relationship between themselves and their parent, Mm -hmm. right? And what's really weird for us as adults, as we grow older and we, you know, establish our own life and our families, whatever that looks like, right? And, And our parents want to still parent us. We sometimes fall into that role and let them do that versus, uh, engaging, with our parents in a way that is very much peer like, mm-hmm. right? So that we can have real conversations before. So talking about the preventative, right? So like, how do I talk to my mom now who is going to be 72 about like, Hey, what's the will look like? Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it, you know, who is your, uh, on the medical directive and, mm-hmm. um, like who is the power of attorney? Like she and I can have those real conversations. And, but like 10 years ago, it was very emotional. Mm-hmm. As a therapist, as an existential therapist, right, I look at and help my clients really navigate three constructs, one of them being fun, like what does fun look like for them? And mm-hmm. so as our aging adults, right, our adult children, like what is fun for them? And so which will help later on as they're navigating these challenging tasks. I also talk to them about freedom and like what does freedom look like, right? And so not just for the parent, Mm -hmm. but also for the aging adult. Like Mm -hmm. what does that look like? What does freedom look like? Maybe it isn't actually like walking their parent through that end of time, right? Maybe they actually want somebody else to do it, which happens oftentimes, right? It's the older sibling or it's the younger sibling or the sibling like me, the third child who was like the responsible one. (laughs) Just kidding, my siblings out there, right? And then the last one is death. And people just don't want to talk about death because they fear it. Hmm. You know, even as I said it now, I, listeners, you can't see their eyes, but it, they popped out of their heads just now. And like when we think about death, we think about the end all be all. We think about termination. We think about the physical death. But what you're really talking about, Shane, is like the end of relationships and, and parts of individuals' lives changing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I am 45 and in March I will be 46. So I will never get this year back. And so that has ended and I've transitioned into something different and new. And so I think as families start to think about it in that way, um, it really starts to alleviate some of the pressures around like, wow, mom and dad are having to go into assisted living and they're going to die next week or next month. It's just a change. It's just in a change of being. And when I work with individuals who are in that space with their parents, right, like, um, it is challenging. And they're navigating like, wow, my parents are getting older. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean for me? I may never have them around. And so I reframe, right? I use a lot of reframing technique around like, but what does it look like to have them here now? Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, yeah. how can you engage and enjoy their relationship now? Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of gifts and nuggets have you received from them throughout? Like, where's that wisdom? Mm. Um, and maybe how can you navigate into that sage wisdom back to them as they're navigating into a space that they don't even know what it's like. Right. Right. We, I think we believe or assume that as we get older, we know what that's going to look like, and none of us do. No. And so the uncertainty no. and the fear is super present and, and hyper prevalent amongst everybody, really. Mm. 
you bring up a good point of maybe, you know, I always, for, for my team, I'm always trying to find the right person for the right seat. Um, that's very important because it may not be obvious. And so to your point, it may not be obvious who the power of attorney or the best person to actually take us down this road um, or be by our side is. And so, so that's really important for our listeners. I also wanted to throw in kind of um, on uh, piggybacking you I say many times per month, maybe even per day, I would like you to be the daughter and not the caregiver, mm-hmm. right? And and what that means is there are rules, right? You don't have to take everything on because that's where you get the stress and that's where you get frustrated and start to lose those years that you're referring to. And so I think it's really important for our listeners as adult children to take a step back, live in the moment, have those conversations is really, really key. So I'm glad that you uh, incorporate that in your practice. You know, and Shane, if I can come back in, yeah. um, you know, one of the things you're talking about is enmeshment, right? I think as kids, we want to really like totally just take care of our parents and protect them at all costs mm-hmm. when really like, yeah, being their child is like a whole different role. Like there is identities that are intersected. And I think really helping um, your clients and your, your customers, your people, right? Mm-hmm. Like your community, understand that like there are many parts to who they are. And at any given moment, they'll have to like reach out and use one of those identities, but they don't have to be all of them all at once. Right. And, and I really, that has helped me um, with my relationships. And um, my dad died at 59. Mm. And so um, with him, as he was going down that path, like it really helped me navigate how to be with him in space and like and engage in the dying process with him and mm. uh you know kind of enjoy it with him i know that sounds odd but really to enjoy what that process looks like versus fighting it and and resisting against it which is can be difficult for individuals right i like what you yeah. say about fun freedom and even death in this situation because it seems to me that death comes in many times in your life. Yeah. You know, it could be a death of a situation or, as you said, a relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you take that paradigm shift in your mind of thinking, it also, death can become freedom to something else, right? Freedom to do something else. I just use the example of my father-in-law, who is, his spouse passed and he became inward. And we as children wanted to do our best to help him. And we frankly, smothered him, right? Mm-hmm. Started making decisions that really should have been his decisions yeah. and trying to get him motivated with motivations that were our motivations. Totally. And so um, I find that really fascinating that you were saying that. Um, what, are some, what are some ways people can recognize that in their own relationship, regardless of what that relationship is? Yeah. Well, we have to acknowledge it, right? Like we have to be aware and have some good self-awareness um, centered around like, you know, uh, one of the mantras that I use often, um, it's another technique in, in gestalt therapy that's centered around like being in the moment and understanding what your body is feeling and connecting that to thoughts and behaviors, right? And so one of the things I share with clients oftentimes is like you can only be as good as you are in this moment right now, right? And I think I shared a little bit earlier around like I get to be with you all today in this space for two day, and then I leave and have other moments. And I think... Um, allowing individuals to explore what endings mean, Mm. you know, having them define what death looks like. Uh, For many, they will take the spiritual route and talk about some religiosity around 
like death and where individuals may go and others might not see it that way. Right. And so like exploring what that even just means and looks like to them. Um, and also like, you know, really uh, just writing home to them and, and talking about like uh, how many things over their life have ended, you know, and thinking about those life endings and um, college, you know, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. um, leaving high school. Wow, it's so <laughs> emotional for our adolescence. And mm -hmm. in adolescence, really, we don't end that until beyond 25, right? Our adolescence extends out. Um, and so, like, really talking about, like, what do endings look like? And what will this look like as your parents move into um, a, a new place, a new season of mm -hmm. their life? And that freedom piece is so key and important because we need to acknowledge, like, what does freedom look like for me? Right. Like if, if freedom is is more like being shackled, then like we've got to understand how to create some freedom in that mm. and, and really engage in the fun and not fun. haha, -ha, But like what is fun for you? Like, mm. is it getting out? Is it being with your children? Is it being active, exercising, et cetera? Yeah, I would like to, to add on when you said um, enjoying the moments with your dad. I talk about this often um, and. I don't think the personality changes, but I do think that there are moments in 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 one's life that change. I had a hard head army guy as a, a dad, and as he went through hospice, he started to open up on some things that I never thought he would, right? And and be a little softer. And I enjoyed those moments, but you had to be on the ride in order to enjoy those things. So I think that is a a, a good point. And also, there is such thing as good death. Right. And um, I'm always a, a advocate for for that. Right. Planning that out as much as you can. That's that's perfect. Thank you for your for your notes on that. Um, we're, we're winding down, but I, I do know that uh, you have some some good points uh, to to give to our listeners as far as just day to day. Um, good, good health tips. Can you, can you give us a little advice before we um, end the show? Sure, sure. I mean, you know, gosh, I wish I had my top 10 in front of me, but so <laughs> I'm just going to have to improv it. That's what we do here, right? Um, but, you know, I mean, if you're not seeing a therapist, get one. Mm. You know, and I think really talk about it within your family about the stigma surrounded around mental health. Like that is still huge. It's 2023 and it's okay to actually share and talk to somebody who is coming from a neutral base, somebody that's not in your family. I just had that conversation with my mom the other day. I said, oh, okay, I'm going to come in hard a little bit, mom, and <laughs> I think it's time. I think you better go see somebody. She's like, I'm okay. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to put my professional hat on and say, you really need to get in and see somebody because I can't be that advisor, that uh, the chaperone, that therapist, et cetera, you have to do it and you can be the architect. So I think helping individuals understand that they get to be the architect of their life, right? And mm -hmm. so that's a big reframe for because many of us think that life happens to us mm -hmm. and we get to engage and, and right, happen to life. And so uh, I think what I would also share for individuals who are navigating this time that could be stressful is like talk about the stress, in families and family dynamics, we do not want to have those conversations for fear of losing something. And what I tell individuals is like, yeah, the fear of, of losing is big. But when you take the risk and you actually go in, I guarantee the outcome, the product will be much greater than the, the risk is to lose. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
I would say that those are some major uh, points that I would give to folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, sit in those feelings, sit in those emotions and, and, and talk with individuals like myself. No, thank you. I definitely think just how good it feels to vent, right? But sometimes we vent to the same people and it's not helpful, yeah. right? Um, or to, just to have someone listen. So I think therapy has so many layers and there is an intimidation factor um, I feel that. Um, but but that's a good pointer of just just get out there. Speak to a therapist. It's good to be heard. Um, and uh, I appreciate that, Joshua. Uh, yeah, I like what you said, Joshua, about sort of putting your head down, too, sometimes and doing the work. Yeah. I know a lot of times just in my own career, I'll, I'll get a little bit bored or, or a little bit anxious. And if I just, you know, stop doing the circle in my head mm-hmm. and just get down and do the work, then suddenly it's a week or two later and I'm feeling much better. A hundred percent, you know, and you're talking about procrastination. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's a, that, diff- that's, that's a different show altogether. <laughs> but, but I think you're, you're, you're right, you know, and, and, and understanding like what the work is. Maybe, it, maybe it's making peace with what your relationship was with your parents or that person who's getting older. Hmm. So. Joshua Magianis, thank you so much for your time today. Shane, great show as always. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thanks for being the captain of the program. Really appreciate it. I do want to give out the phone number to Holden um, in case people want to learn more about that. Uh, 206-420-3967. That's 206-420-3967. And Joshua, I'm wondering too, if people want to learn more about the good work you're doing, how do they do that? Yeah, thank you. Um, I appreciate being on the show today. Thank you. Um, yeah, people can uh, see me at joshuatherapy.com. It's real simple. I decided to use my name as, as my therapy. So joshuatherapy.com. You can email me, and um, and if I can't help you, I'll find somebody who will. Beautiful. Shane, any final words? No, I just uh, appreciate all the listeners out there. Um, thank you for tuning in and um, sharing. And Joshua, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Great to be with you here and, and talk, and I think we have – Good stuff for for all the the listeners out there. Absolutely. Have a great week, everybody. Good health, right? Likewise. Holden South Center today, an all-inclusive premier assisted living and memory care community. Located at 112 Andover East and South Center, just blocks away from the mall. Come see our spacious studios along with our one and two bedrooms. Enjoy luxury resort style living. Amenities include a theater, club room, full service salon, rooftop courtyard with views of Mount Rainier, 24-hour on-care staff, and a five-star dining experience. Visit HoldenSouthCenter.com. Your life, your way, our commitment.